Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Outsiders Assemble. We'd like to take this time to remind you that this is not a spoiler-free podcast, and we highly recommend being fully caught up in the MCU in order to enjoy each episode more deeply. We'd also like to ask you to check the description box for trigger warnings, as we do discuss topics that might be upsetting to listeners. If you wish to be part of the discussion, you can follow and DM us on Instagram at Outsiders Assemble. You can follow The Real Luna Rosé on TikTok to join our live sessions and leave a comment. You can email us at outsidersassemblepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message via Anchor for a chance to be mentioned in the podcast. Finally, if you wish to show your financial appreciation, you can send a donation through Buy Me a Coffee or subscribe to the podcast via Anchor for just 99 cents a month. Buy Me a Coffee supporters and Anchor subscribers will receive a shout-out at the beginning of each episode during our housekeeping segment. You can find all of our links and social media handles in the description box. There are so many ways to interact with us, and we really appreciate you being here. Now, on to the show! folks welcome to another episode with your hosts luna rose pronouns she they and me alan p Kason, pronouns he him here in outsiders assemble we tackle social issues as they pertain to the marvel universe amplifying the voices of communities that have frequently been overlooked in the fandom hey guys hey what's happening so quick housekeeping for a second mm-hmm. so for those of you who've been listening for a while you know Social justice as our brand. We talk about social issues in the context of Marvel. And yeah, I I just felt that we should maybe back that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we've decided to have like a little social justice spotlight, meaning if you look in our description boxes for each episode, you will find multiple organizations and resources that you can use and donate to that relate to a lot of human rights issues. And I've, I've kind of broken it up into three parts because there are so many causes that need to be supported. Like too many. (laughs) Yeah. uh, There's, well, there's a lot wrong with the world. So, yeah. So we got to like, try some way to like balance that um so you know we'll have like some links that will stay like longer term because they need like long-term solutions and you know these aren't just trending guys yeah it's still happening like it's not a hashtag it's still going on yeah and So there's multiple examples of that. Um, I think Amnesty International is a link we will always have because Amnesty International is the largest grassroots organization in the world. And they they tackle pretty much everything. Like they're helping uh, the people in Ukraine right now. They're helping people in Iran. And, you know, they're getting, they're trying to get all these other like legislations passed in the United States and they're literally all over the world. And like, that's definitely like the easiest link we can leave. For sure. And, and they're, uh, I used to work for them and yeah, they're, they're legit. Uh. I will say like the majority of Amnesty International donations that like go directly to uh, like the people who like work for Amnesty, like the lawyers Mm -hmm. and uh, the lobbyists and the journalists. Yeah. Uh, the money that you donate to a representative, like you meet on the sidewalk, which uh-huh. is what I used to do when I was working in LA. Yeah. Uh, they'll have like an iPad for you to sign up and become a monthly donor, and that's the most effective way to support them. But if you can't do that, you can always visit and donate on their website. Oh, there you go. See. So Amnesty International will be up for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then there will be, I thought there would be like other links and resources that that we leave based on like month to month. For example, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we'll leave links and resources that have to do with domestic violence this Mm -hmm. month. And then there will be ones that relate to the subject matter that we talk about in each podcast. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. So 
For example, <clears throat> we've been talking about She-Hulk, which deals with women's rights. Yep. We'll leave links and resources for that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're trying to give, trying to do more than just share our opinions here. We want to actually be a resource for good. Yeah, yeah. and that's definitely, like, important, especially right now, because... Like, human rights aren't a trend. They're not a hashtag. No. It's definitely, like, easy to, like, post a thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, what, we need, like, actual really tangible change. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what are you actually doing to help? Yeah. yeah. And this is, like, a good way to do that. <clears throat> yep, I like it. So, the one here are the links and resources that we will link for this episode. We've got... Amnesty International, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. We have the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative, and this helps Oof. victims of revenge porn, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, they will offer you support and legal advice and everything. Yeah. Uh, we also have RAIN, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and then... I actually left, like, an entire, like, page that has, like, a list of different domestic violence resources because okay. there are so many that tailor to different needs. Yeah. Um, so there's one for women of color. There's one specifically for Asians and Pacific Islanders. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. There's one for LGBTQ plus people. And so mm -hmm. I just decided, like, I can't pick just one over the other or anything like that. Oh, they also have one that specifically helps victims of DV mm -hmm. who basically have, like, a criminal record or yeah. have been, have, lost, like, had presses charged against yeah. them or, like, lost custody of their children. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one, too. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm just leaving the link where you can find that entire list of resources. Nice. And then I also am going to leave an entire website full of abortion resources because mm -hmm. that's that's huge yeah and then in addition to that i'm going to be linking uh the basically iran division of um i'm blanking on the name now but basically it's a women's organization uh -huh. um oh, this link uh, will donate directly to the iran division mm -hmm. uh the women's committee uh mm -hmm. that's what it's called okay and basically, like, you'll get to directly donate money to causes in Iran that are helping the protesters. Cool. Cool. So that's what we got for this episode and for the next. Yep. Are we going to talk about She-Hulk? <laughs> Let's talk about She-Hulk. <laughs> Woo! Boy. So, right. we've <laughs> got She-Hulk, episode seven. Yep. The Retreat. <laughs> well... This episode was better than the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was so much... I had so much fun watching this episode. Okay? Yeah. It was just... It was camp. It was silly. It was it funny. It was so camp. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it worked. So it was a lot of fun. I had a good time with it. A lot of laughs. Hell yeah. So it literally starts off with like this rom-com montage of cute dates... Uh-huh. Jen is, like, getting ready for the day, and she's texting with Josh. And they're like, uh -huh. they're going to go out on a date, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and so they're, like, texting back and forth throughout mm -hmm. the day as she's, like, getting dressed, mm -hmm. as she's, like, getting ready for work. Yep. And then at one point, she uh, she's literally taking a shot to, like, calm yeah. her nerves. <laughs> and I totally haven't done that before. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she's just sitting at the kitchen table. It's like, sun's out. Take some shots. Woo! There you go. Why not? See, I wasn't sure what exactly she was doing, but I was like, why is she taking that shot? But then you pointed it out. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure right away. So they get ready for the... So they go on this date, mm -hmm. and they're like eating at a food truck. Yeah. Which is cool. I love food trucks, by the way. And the food trucks in LA are amazing. Ugh. And... You know, they have a nice date, and then Josh takes her home, and, like, very awkward goodbye. Like, yeah. she goes in for the hug, and she's handshaking him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that. 
It's that one. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um they they don't, they don't kiss though. No, they don't. No, that's that's the thing. The whole thing is the handshake, the hug, no kiss, and then they go on then they do the next night, the next day. Okay, <laughs> I I really want to know. Uh-huh. Have you ever not kissed someone on the first date? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a few times. Absolutely. Did did all the dates go horribly or something? Or? No. Actually, <laughs> they they didn't. There's um there's always a second date and usually second date it <sighs> escalates. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it starts with the kiss. And you know, it, well, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Most always... of my dates, most well, most of my first dates went further than that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know, sometimes it's like, there wasn't even like a date. It was just like, and then we hit it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um. The point is, like, I yeah, yeah no, I, I I've I've never not had a first kiss on a first date yeah no i yeah i have absolutely done that where i haven't kissed on the first date i to be fair i've been masking and i and i'm just like what are the what are the dating rules and for, for the longest time i had the impression like you gotta kiss on the first date yeah because otherwise how do you know they like you <laughs> hmm. i mean there's like that was, that was my thinking and yeah. now i'm like hearing stories of like I saw like a like a relationship coach on TikTok that who like wrote a self help book, mm -hmm. which you know how I feel about those. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> and she like basically like recommended like one of her biggest pieces of advice is don't have your first kiss until three months into the relationship. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> three months? That sounded no. like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, not three months. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then. But then, like, there were people who saying that actually, like, worked for that. Well, you know, I know Mormons can't even mm -hmm. kiss until, like, their wedding. That's so weird. It just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, now I'm thinking about the whole kiss on the first, you know what I, I do a lot, though, is I'll do a really good hug and a forehead kiss. I just thought about that. Okay, yeah, anyway, yeah. Dude. <laughs> What? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> so, obviously it went really well, though, <laughs> even though there was no first kiss. Yeah, so, exactly. So, she's texting him at work. Uh-huh. He, like, texts something cute. It's like, ooh, new idea for food truck. French fries and milkshake. Okay. Damn! Mm. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I mean, that sounds... Interesting. I've well, I love dipping my fries in shakes. <laughs> okay, I've I hear you're not the first person I've heard that from. I cannot in my brain get my palate to accept that combination. I don't know, but I'm Who are sure you? If I if I'm you sure, monster <laughs> <laughs> the nerve. No, um, but I as I think about it, it's like mm, I can give it a shot. I mean, obviously, I would try anything. So you know, whatever. Uh, you better like it, or else oh. we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> Damn, it's, boy, it's rough around here. <laughs> but yeah, she's like texting him under the desk. Oh my gosh, at a, at a board meeting or okay, whatever. Who hasn't done that, though? We've all... Oh wait, no, you didn't have cell phones no. in school. No, I did not have cell but phones But like, everyone's school. like texted the person they have a crush on, like, under their desk in school. <laughs> I did that all the time in high school. <laughs> And I still got mostly A's and B's. That's not surprising. That's cool. <laughs> so they go on another date. Uh huh. It's and it's cute. fun. It's, it's cute. It's adorable. And then he takes her home. And then they still don't kiss. Mm -hmm. She's like, no. <laughs> no. No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm, yeah, sure. She yeah. does kind of, like, go inside and, like, kind of rethink it. And then she oh, turns yeah. back and then he's already gone. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, hmm. 
I like, I'm not saying you gotta have sex on the first or second date, but, like, a kiss doesn't have to lead to sex, like... Yeah, no, it doesn't necessarily have to. But it can. Depends on how good the kiss is. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, clearly she's protecting herself. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, yeah. she had sex on the first day with the hot doctor, uh, and then he sucked. Yeah, that was terrible. So, she's kind of overcorrecting a little bit by not bit. even kissing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she's she's just more a little more protective of herself. Sure, that's fair. It's it's fine. Yeah. Like, she she wants to wait until she feels like this is for real. Yeah. And that's a respectable route to take. Well, because it, it, it depends on how much value you put on a kiss. You know? Yeah. So, she's like, well, if I kiss this person, I really like them. It's the whole Julia Roberts pretty woman thing. Where oh, she yeah. wouldn't kiss. She'd do everything else, but she wouldn't kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean... I guess, but yeah. also not necessarily. Yeah, no, I got you. It's just a point of view. So then, you know, they're texting again. They're planning a third date. Mm-hmm. And they go to a drive-in movie, <laughs> which, like, come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, seriously, like, a drive-in movie date could, like, totally win me over. I don't even like going to movies as, like, a first date. Yeah. But, like, a drive-in movie, I don't think that I can say be, no to that. That could be fun. Yeah. Get some blankets and some snacks. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I... Do some hand stuff. What? Who said that? <laughs> Just saying, you know. Big back seat, and whatever. It, you know, and it's different from going to a regular movie theater. Yeah. Because it's just in your car. Yeah. Like who like who cares if like what other what those other people are doing? They're in their cars. They can do their business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to a drive-in in a long time. I think the closest one to me is like I don't know in Riverside County. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there I is could, one still. I could be wrong. Yeah, that might be gone by now. Who knows? So. Then we see them driving through the city of LA. Yeah. And then finally, they're like totally leaning into each other. Uh-huh. And she just pulls them into the apartment. Oh, yeah. See, basically. To play checkers. Uh huh. Oh, yes. That's exactly what they were doing. They were that, that's what they were doing. Checkers. That's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and checkers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, you just discovered a new thing. I'm just kidding, guys. Yeah. They have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> so then the morning comes. Yes. And she wakes up, and mm. Josh is gone. <gasps> no, immediately no. Mm. Immediately mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Red flag. Block his number. You're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you're not in the kitchen right now making toast. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably her first thought. Just like, if this asshole is not in my kitchen making coffee and toast. <laughs> it's gonna be a then I'll be worried. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he's not there. Nowhere to be found. No. Um, she does go into her kitchen and texts him. That was fun. I can't stop smiling. Uh-huh. And yeah. she's getting ready for work. And she's about to text him again asking, what you doing? Uh-huh. And then she decides, no. <laughs> um, she's not going to do that. Yep. Nope. So she's at work. Yeah. And... Nikki tells her, like, Jen, I didn't know you were nominated for Female Lawyer of the Year. Okay, first of all, (laughs) why does that have to be, why is that a a differentiation? Why is that a separate thing? Female lawyer. How about just lawyer? Because if it's just Lawyer of the Year, then no women are going to get voted. Obviously. Oh, God. Because they can't possibly see... 
which lawyer is the most qualified if they're a woman? Ah, the condescension. No. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it's like, why is there best actor and best actress? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so Nikki's like, does this mean we get to go to a gala? <laughs> Jen's busy on her phone. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And Nikki is like, hello? Oh, are you going down a rabbit hole on that intelligentsia site? Hmm. And Jen's like, no, I don't care what a bunch of losers say about me online. Yeah. Can't even say it to my face because they know they'll be Hulk, Hulk smash. Both <laughs> <laughs> facts. Um, but she's like, I'm waiting for a text from Josh. Huh. And Nikki is being a good friend. She's like, oh, okay, that's enough for you. You need to set a limit so you don't keep checking that at work. <laughs> I like Nikki. She's the best friend ever. She's Jesus. the friend we all need. Yeah, exactly. And Jen's like, what about just hourly? And Nikki's like, no, it's just the first 12 hours after you sleep with someone for the first time. It's just going to feel icky. You just got to coast through it without doing anything stupid. Great advice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the quote that I live by. Yeah. It's a good quote. I'm never the first person to reach out after I hook up with someone. Never. Nope. Never. So then... Jen is like grunting and she's like, why can't he just text me back? Why is it so hard? There's literally no reason nowadays to not respond to a text. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikki's like, he could be in a meeting mm -hmm. or the movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that didn't stop Jen from texting him under her desk. No, it did not. <sighs> just saying. Mm. And, and Nikki's like, there's weddings, funerals. Job interviews, silent <laughs> retreats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what do you, you know, okay. Waiting for a text uh, for something like that, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I got an issue with that. Yeah. So Jen's just like, I hope he's at all of those today. <laughs> Right, which is which is great. It's like, I mean, I get it though. I mean, I've waited for texts. Not gonna lie, but see, I don't know all the text etiquette. You know, I mean, what? How I, does it actually work? I barely know it. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. Yeah. So the next day, Jen is eating cereal and mm. waiting for that text, <laughs> and she does everything she can to distract herself. She does yoga. She watches the Muppets. Sure. And, and I don't know which one it is, but Miss Piggy is, like, bending, like, jail cells. Yeah. I do not recognize that. I don't know that one. I was thinking, like, that doesn't look familiar. Just, like, anything she can to get her yeah. mind off of Josh. And it's not working. And she even, like, throws her phone across uh -huh. the room. Uh. And then she gets into bed. And she gets a text. Uh-huh. A notification. Yeah. Just not from Josh. Mm-hmm. Aw. And then we get to Sunday. Summer. And she wakes up to a call from Chuck Donald Donalan? 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 Mm. That sounds right. Sure. I'm drinking. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, she gets a call from Chuck, uh, who is Emil Blonsky's parole officer. Uh-huh. And she's just like, oh, I can't imagine you calling me on a Sunday with good news. And he's like, got that right. We got a malfunction alert on Blonsky's inhibitor. <laughs> As he's, like, looking at, like, at the office and, uh -huh. like, trying to find, like, a good bagel to eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jen's like, oh, did he turn into abomination? He's like, we don't know. I got to go up to that wackadoo ranch of his. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, I'll check in with him. And... Chuck is like, well, you have danced right on over to why I call. <laughs> we don't have the resources for a squad of uniforms to go with me, so I was hoping you'd meet me there. Mm. Just in case, you know. Uh. And Jen's like, in case the abomination decides not to cooperate. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my chances of staying out of the ICU would be much greater if I had a Hulk with me. I'm not interrupting your plans, am I? And Jen looks at her phone. Uh. She's just like, no, not at all. I'll see you there. Mm. And 
uh, we hear Chuck going like, that's great because the place is full of weirdos and I don't want to be, and Jen just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good character there. So she's driving out to the ranch while also keeping her messages open just in case she gets a text from Josh. <laughs> oh. She's even doing like car karaoke. Mm-hmm. To get oh, a mind off it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. And one of the songs she's doing car karaoke to is Mbop. And I was <laughs> dying. It's like, okay, I mean, sure. We can sing a good Hanson song in the car. What's like your most guilty pleasure song to <laughs> sing in the car? I don't know. I don't know if I have a specific one because it's also very mood-ish. Um... Oh, gosh, but there's, sometimes I like sappy love songs. Ah. You know, like, uh, there's one, uh, Smokey Robinson does, uh, Just to See Her. I love that song. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, um, that, and, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know, sometimes I'll just listen to stuff like that, and just cheesy stuff. You know the song I was listening to, and it's Family Guy's fault, which means it's Seth MacFarlane's fault. Oh. I, there's an episode with, with, uh, that centers on Stewie and Brian, and they hear the song Snowbird by Anne Murray, and they oh. go to hunt her down and find her, and it becomes this ridiculous thing. But for so for a while, I was listening to I love that song, and so I listened to that forever. It's just weird. I have weird things, and then right after that, I'll listen to like you know, Avenged Sevenfold or Rush. I don't know. <laughs> um. Or Harry Styles. Yeah, that too. That's not a really guilty pleasure, though. I guess. Um, I think mine, one that I would actually, like, because guilty pleasure means it's something you would feel embarrassed about if people found out. Well, yeah, then I just admitted um, that I listen to Anne Murray. I, I think for me it would probably be, uh, maybe, like, a high school musical. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Especially because, like, it, it's gotten really popular to uh, reenact and make fun of, like, Disney Channel scenes. Yeah. And the, one, the most popular one, I think his name was Charles Brockman or something, and he got really famous on TikTok mm -hmm. for his reenactments of High School Musical. Oh, no. And, like, it just, it's so funny. He even has a wig for Troy. Yeah. Like, that hair. Oh, my. Oh, God, it's amazing. So yeah, definitely I would, also like, I kind of like, was a little too cool for High School Musical. Mm. It's like, I totally love the songs, but I was trying not to. <laughs> right, yeah, wait, that's, no, other people like that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I like much better musicals, <laughs> like Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> or Hamilton. Yeah. That one's, that one's actually. It's a musical. It's yeah. a musical. So, yeah, that, that's a thing. So she finally makes it to the ranch, and we see Chuck, like, trying to get the gate open, and Jen just, like, gets it open right away. Uh. And then he's like, wait, wait for me. <sighs> so, yeah, Chuck is like, hey, thanks for meeting me here. And she's like, that, no, it's, uh, if he's violated his parole, his lawyer should be here. Yeah. And then she starts honking her horn. It's like, Blonsky, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and and Chuck is like, Dad, stop. You're honking your horn at a 10-foot lizard monster. So maybe <laughs> maybe put on your green suit. Mm. And she's like, my green suit? What? Uh -huh. It's like, you're like, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> she's like, hulking out. <laughs> That's the one. So next scene, she's in Hulk form, yep. and Chuck is, like, checking the inhibitor, and he's like, well, looks like it is malfunctioning. Uh, I don't know why, though. Maybe <laughs> you jostled it, or... Mm -hmm. And Neil says, I did get a jolt from an electric fence earlier, but it was worth it, because my favorite chicken, Princess Silk Feather, was stuck. <laughs> Princess Silk Feather. What? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so Chuck, like, recalibrates the inhibitor and it's all good to go. And he's just like, so just stay away from electric fences, maybe. 
Then I won't have to make any more scary trips up here. <laughs> he did not want to make that trip. Oh, no. I mean, understandable. Oh, he drives off, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And Emil's like, is he always in such a rush to leave? <laughs> and Jenna's like, well, he did think he was here to face the abomination. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what did you think? She's like, I thought you worked hard to get out of prison and you'd be really dumb to go back in. Yep. <laughs> and she's talking her phone again. She's like, oh, sorry. I thought I got a ding. I'm, look, I've already wasted half a Sunday on this expedition, so I'm going to get moving. And that is when uh, these two guys come in <laughs> and they're fighting. Oh, yeah. And one of them slams the other into Jen's car. Uh-huh. <laughs> and mm-hmm. before... The other guy can charge at him. Jen hulks out, grabs his horns, and throws <laughs> him across the street. That's right. You heard her. Horns. Yes. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> a centaur. Yes. like Horns like a centaur. But <laughs> is it a centaur? So Jen's like, what's going on here? And Emil's like, it's just two men working through the resentments in a safe environment. <laughs> and then... He, like, uh, grabs the sword or whatever, and mm-hmm. then the the horn, the guy with the horns <laughs> apologizes, and Jenna's like, apologize to my Prius Prime with money. With money. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I will apologize to your Prius if that'll make you feel better. Brother Blonsky taught me a lot about taking responsibility for my anger. <laughs> <laughs> and then he extends his hand, and he's like, I'm man bull. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Manbull. Manbull. Oh my goodness. I have Manbull comics. I think like I have his first appearance. It was just like he's just really probably. I mean, I had so many comics back then. Yeah, he was like and then he's like, a weird lab experiment, don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) The other guy introduces himself as Hmm. Fuck, how do you say that? El Aguila? Oh, uh, El El Aguila? El Aguila. Maybe. I think. Aguirre? How's it spelled? A-G-I? How's it spelled? Oh, wait. I'm trying to remember. El Aguila. Aguila. El Aguila. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were right the first time. And then he kisses her hand. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, and before you make any assumptions, no, I'm not a matador. (laughs) (laughs) That would make the two of us fighting pretty cliche. (laughs) And then Neil cuts in to say, like, oh, he's working through his semi-deadly issues. <laughs> he's like, I'm not the, the one with the issues. I know exactly who I am. I am a swashbuckler. Like, come on. Oh, it's funny, it's though. Like he says that like it's an occupation. Waving a sword around isn't a job, unless you're a matador. <laughs> and Emil's like, you see, to manbull, uh, a legula rep- mm-hmm. represents every person who's tried to... You know, and he does, like, a stabbing motion. He's like, stab him in the, you know, for being an affront to nature. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Alegula's like, of which there are many. (laughs) And Jenna's like, that is so much unnecessary backstory to tell someone whose car you just destroyed. (laughs) I can't drive this. How am I supposed to go home? (laughs) And Emil says, sometimes life presents a teacher when there's a lesson to be learned. Uh-huh. Think of this totally knackered Prius Prime as your teacher. Uh-huh. And Jen's like, that was nothing. You just said nothing in response <laughs> to a very straightforward question. <laughs> and Emil... Spoken like a true lawyer. <laughs> yes. And Emil asks the guys to help him move the car to the garage. And Manbull's like, do I look like a mechanic? I'm Manbull, not mechanical bull. Oh, <laughs> And a legula. Uh, oh, Aguila's like, oh. Um, you've been waiting you've to been, say that, have yeah. you? How long have you been holding on to that? It's basically how long you've been holding on to that one. James, like, that felt very forced. <laughs> oh my goodness. I Woo. love these two already. I, they're a lot of fun. Man bull. Sheesh. Jesus Christ. Oh boy. So. Emil thinks it's fantastic news that the tow truck won't get here until later today. Huh. Uh-huh. By the way, this retreat that he's built is very beautiful and tranquil. So, okay. at this point, how long has it been since you've been out of 
prison. It's only been, like, what, less than a couple of months? Did he already have the funding for this? Well, That's that what was, I'm wondering. That, what? Wait, that was a condition of his release, wasn't it? Oh, that he'd go somewhere and, like, stay forever or whatever? Was it or like just a, that he had the funding for the retreat he was going to make. Was that part of it? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. So I, I'm just wondering, like, how did he get this bill so fast? <laughs> hmm. So Jen is, like, checking her phone. Yeah. And, you know, Emil's like, hey, you know, you can spend some time here. You can relax. And yeah. Jenna's like, yeah, do you have cell reception? <laughs> <laughs> and Emil's like, no. Nope. So mm. over there is the Wood Lodge where I offer private spiritual consultation and uh-huh. life coaching. It's exclusive to our Platinum Circle members. Uh-huh. And he's saying, like, hi to his chickens. <laughs> Which, what is with the chickens? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, okay. He wants whatever. to make his own eggs. I suppose so. Hey, you know, range, you know, range free. I also Cage like free. that he uh, that he messes with Jen. And mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I think you got a text. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then he he's like, oh, in our ceremonial sweat yurt, we integrate the past and the present into one being. <laughs> Pick you up in twenty. And Jen is like. I, I'm not sweating it out in a yurt today. I need to get some work done. So just give me a desk and some Wi-Fi. And he's like, oh, that's a bit of a hard ask on the Wi-Fi front. Uh-huh. We don't carry it as a policy. <laughs> Distractions from the outside world and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And Jen is like, you have no reception anywhere. <laughs> this isn't how I wanted to spend my day. And Emil's oh. like, maybe it's how you need to spend your day. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Spoken like a true guru. And Jen is just like, I'm going to find a signal. And he's like, clearly you're not in a teachable mood right now, and I do respect that. I'm around <laughs> if you need me. And then he walks away. Jen starts to look around for a reception. Uh-huh. And she walks everywhere. Literally everywhere. <laughs> Those grounds are amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. and you can like see the little like bubbles, like no service, yeah, no service. <laughs> she eventually comes into this building, mm-hmm. and she finds a small little signal, <laughs> and she's like, "Yes," only to find there's a, a port group se- session happening. Uh huh. Oh, all these poor oppressed superhero types. Oh no. Or supervillain types, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, we have Manbull and Allegula there, mm-hmm. as well as Porcupine and Saracen, <laughs> who thinks he's a vampire. I lo- <laughs> No, Blade's a vampire. Come on. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> Emil does offer Jen to join, and she passes. She's like, I'm just going to work over here in the one square meter of this property that actually has reception. And <laughs> uh, Mila's is like, okay, very well. So last session, we really explored Alejandro's struggles with his identity. And Allegula's just like, just because I'm Spanish and I have a flair for style, people constantly assume that I'm a matador. It's dehumanizing. <laughs> and Porcupine is like, Spanish is a language, not nationality. So... And then it's like, nah, dude, have you ever heard of Spain? (laughs) (laughs) And then Bull is just like, I know it's not your fault, but those attributes make me see you as a matador. And that's triggering for me. Mm. And Allegio's like, I did do some light matadoring in college. And they're, like, fighting, uh-huh. like, an old married couple. <laughs> and then Emilio's like, you know, we do have to guard against some codependency here. Oh. And Allegula's like, we're not codependent. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh-huh. and then Emil's just like, oh, uh, what do you think, Manbull? And Allegula's like, our relationship. I'm asking Manbull. Mm. And then Saracen speaks up. He's like, they have been spending a lot of time together. And I'm feeling like maybe it's not healthy. And Porcupine like agrees, like, yeah, I noticed that too. And uh, he was like, remember how we talked about vulnerability and and how important it is to the process? How taking off your suit would be a great first step? And they're all staring at Porcupine. Uh-huh. 
And he's like, I just feel safer with it on. <laughs> and then some mm. other guy walks in and he's like, sorry, I'm late. I lost track of time in the yurt. <laughs> Jen immediately recognizes him oh, yeah. and turns to the audience. That guy is here? You probably don't even remember who he is. Don't <laughs> tell me they previously owned him. I, I don't care. We're doing it again. Previously on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Their breaking of the fourth wall is so much fun in this. I oh, it's it. awesome. We flash back to the attack where those guys, like, were trying to get her blood. And this guy was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, he was one who said, if you're going to strut your powers around, you got to prove yourself. Yeah. We cut back to the present. And this guy, who is the wrecker, uh, is like, I was visited by a lot of feminine energy in there. I think I was talking to my dead grandmother, Rose. Hard to tell when you're surfing the yurt, though, right? <laughs> oh, I'm like, my gosh. You've got to be shitting me. Uh... <laughs> and then he like... sees Jen and, like, recognizes her. And he's like, oh, hey. I'm like, don't oh, hey her. <laughs> it's like, dude, you got some nerve. <laughs> uh. So, obviously she hulks out. Yeah. And, like, throws him across the room. I mean, fair, they did try to kill her. Yeah. Mm. And then they're like, I worked hard to stack those chairs. <laughs> Wait, who said, now, who said that? Manbull. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Jenna's like, this asshole and his friends attacked me behind my apartment. Hmm. And what does Emil do next? Hmm. Sends her to the he calming sends her to chair. to the calming chair, and as soon as I saw that, I'm thinking, did he just say, "You need to calm down"? Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> what? The calming chair. Woo. Okay. And Jenna's like, "Fine. As soon as I'm out of there, I'm gonna rip this guy to shreds." And he was like, "That's not how we do things around here." Oh. Are you sure? Cause. Allegula and Manbull were fighting just yeah. not a moment ago. Yeah, right? So what do you mean that's not how we do it? That's exactly how they do it. And then the Wrecker is like, I'd love to work through our issues if you'll let me. <laughs> See, I, there are little things that are contradictory in this entire thing. And I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. Like you said, yeah, we don't fight here to, to fight out our problems. It's like, no, that was just happening and you okayed it. You said that's just two men working out their whatever aggressions or, or their issues with each other. Yeah, and, and when Jen tries to work out her issues, uh -huh. she's sent to the calming chair, get out of here. Yeah, no, yeah, the calming chair. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the record saying, so I realize real strength comes from looking in the mirror and saying, hey man, I'm going to work on me. <laughs> I didn't need a magic crowbar to give me a false sense of power. All it did was make me and my boys act like idiots. Mm -hmm. Rolling up on you like we were some super villains or something. <laughs> to which Jen responds, you attacked a woman four to one. You absolutely were super villains. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. And the record is like, I hear you, Jen. And I take radical accountability for my <laughs> actions. And I'm very sorry. Okay, I like the radical accountability. What is that? Apparently, that sounds performative as mm, shit. Yeah, it's like, I'm taking radical accountability. Like, what... Regular account. People don't even take regular accountability. Yeah. What is a radical accountability? I've never heard of that. Yeah, I mean, it's an we're, interesting. We're just working on regular accountability <laughs> right now. Imagine that. Huh. And I love Jen's response. She was like, oh, he's really sorry. He just made a breakthrough, guys. <laughs> That's totally how I would respond. Uh -huh. And Allegula says, Jennifer clearly has some stuff going on, and she'd rather sit here getting her kicks listening to us, then working on herself. Or she just hates having me be in the same room and be civil with a guy who attacked her and y'all are gaslighting her right now. Right? Mm. And Jen's like, I'm not getting my kicks and I'm fine. And they all scoff at this. Uh-huh. And Porky just like, you're not fine. You're flying into a rage, throwing people across the room. Again, this is the guy who attacked uh -huh. her on the street. Yep. And Emil is just like, you know, everyone else has shared anything you want to get off your chest. And just Jen's like, no, as she's checking her phone. Uh -huh. 
And then, you know, they kind of prod her a little bit. And then finally Jen is like, okay, I met a guy, Josh, at a wedding. We went on a few dates. I thought it was going great. Then I haven't heard from him. Now I can't stop thinking about it, okay? Mm. And Porcupine asks, when's the last time you talked to him? And Jen, Jen says, three nights ago when we... And Manable's like, made love. Uh. <laughs> and Jen's like, first off, you. <laughs> No, when we slept together for the first time. Mm. And Alejo says, like, ooh, another direct hit. And Jen's like, are you two married? (laughs) (laughs) Then Emil's like, yeah, you know what? This is getting unhealthy. Could you switch seats with someone? Uh. (laughs) So they got to switch seats with Saracen. Then they ask how many dates. Jen says three. And Manbull asks, what was the last thing you texted him? And Jen says, mm. that was fun. I can't stop smiling. And they all cringe at that. And they're like, that is thirsty and a cliche. Uh, <laughs> I like the porcupine who said that. And it's like, you're thirsty and cliche. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if this is just me, but like, I feel like that's a fine thing to say. Yeah. What is, yeah, what's wrong with saying, hey, that was great. You know, that's, that's up there with, hey, I had a great time. You know, and if you really had a great time, yeah, I couldn't stop smiling. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I mean, I like getting that text. Yeah. So, I, d- I don't know why that's bad. So, Jen confesses that that may not have actually been the last thing she texted him, <laughs> and she's like, "Just now, because I was so worried, I hadn't heard from him in so long. He he could be in the ditch somewhere, for all I know." Mm. And they're like, "What did you text him?" <laughs> and she says. Hey, getting a little worried. Just want to know you're okay. Blushing smile emoji. Uh, And they're like, oh. uh, (laughs) just like, no, girl. uh, 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 And she's like, I don't know. I was freaking out, okay? And Manbull's like, that's a real bad look. And she's like, I know it's a bad look. You don't have to point out my obvious mistakes. My mom already does that. Ooh, okay. (laughs) There's an issue. (laughs) And then the wrecker says, we have to consider... The possibility that you were ghosted. And Saracen says, or he wanted your blood. <laughs> and Mammal's like, Dude, no, one wanted- <laughs> no one wants to hear about blood here. We're not your dad. Oh. <laughs> the issue. And he's like, don't talk about my dad. <laughs> this dynamic is so great. Oh, this this entire scene is just brilliant. Jen is visibly sad, mm. and Wrecker's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't need to talk, so, and she's like, no, I mean, I met him when I was Jen, and he liked Jen. He mm. specifically didn't ask about She-Hulk. Huh. And then she says, you know in high school, that friend you have that's, like, cooler than you, more attractive and athletic, they get all the attention from everyone, and then she points at herself she's like hello you think life would be so much easier if i were that person and i can turn into that person anytime i want to and everyone pays attention when i'm this my colleagues my boss guys Hmm. but it feels like cheating because would they like me if i didn't have all this if i was just jen with the same guys who like she hulk stick around for jen Hmm. because some of them don't and that sucks for Jen because Jen is great. Yeah. And no one cares when they're She-Hulk. So I meet this guy who actually likes Jen, and that just felt so good to know that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then he goes to me, and it sucks. Hmm. This is the most vulnerable we have seen Jen so yeah. far. You know, at this point, I was uh, when I was watching this, I was thinking... Did something happen to John? I was actually thinking something bad might have happened to him. I mean, something I mean, something does, but uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. You know, um, there there are some people who might think like she's in her thirties. How is she falling for these old tricks? Huh. First of all, we we all go through this every now and then. Like you know, we catch feelings when mm. you didn't necessarily mean to, or maybe yeah. you did. And it really felt like they did too, and you ended up being wrong. Mm. 
happens to the best of us. It does. Like it's it really it says nothing bad about you. It means you are not as jaded as the rest of us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like what it really comes down to is insecurity, which yeah. is what she's revealing right now. Yep. And by the way, this is like so comic book accurate because She-Hulk is bubbly and outgoing and loves to drink, loves to party, yep. hooks up with all these guys, yeah. including but not limited to Star Fox, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Hercules, Tony Stark, and the Juggernaut. Nice. <laughs> and Jen ha- is like very subdued and timid and yeah. doesn't get much luck in the dating department. Like she's describing yeah. this perfectly. Yep. And, you know, that's the thing. When you have less dating experience and you have insecurities, you don't have a very good idea of what to look for, and it's a constant learning process. That's true. You know, the nice hot doctor was giving off weird vibes to something about and felt performative and fake. Yeah. And, obviously, Jen got burned from that. Josh felt way more real, way more natural. I thought that they had this adorable chemistry that was just perfect and i'm like oh i like what's I happening this is here. cute yeah and jen was a little more careful this time before getting physical and it still didn't work out yeah. and the part of her that like drives her crazy is the fact that things were going so well yeah like the, like we're always like teaching people about what red flags look for and that's great we should keep doing that but the truth is, some people really don't show any red flags. Yeah, exactly. Like, some people exactly. just are really that good at hiding their true intentions, in some cases, for years. Yeah. Yeah, I just, there was a, an old friend of mine that I knew for many, many years, and then we weren't friends anymore. And then I heard some stuff about him, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I, that, um... In all my years I ever knew him, I did not see that coming. So, Porcupine says, all right, screw this guy. Where does he live? Which, by the way, that is your reaction every time I tell you about some of these guys that I've dated. Oh, my God. You're just like, screw him. Where is he? You're like, you turn into Batman. Where is he? Where is he? (laughs) I'll find him. And Manville, Manville is like, let's kill him. He's got to die. <laughs> and Emil's like, big man, please. <laughs> and Allegula is like, no, Manville is right. Josh has made an enemy of this entire group. And he pulls out his sword. <laughs> Tonight we ride. <laughs> and I love it. And the sword is cool because it like, this is whole electric charged light up thing. It's a lightsaber. Which apparently Manville has never seen. Because he sees him do it, and he looks at him and goes, oh, that is so cool. And I was like, I thought you hated this sword. <laughs> and then Emil says, Alejandro, you've been warned about using bioelectricity in the group before. Okay, bioelectricity, so does the power of the sword come from him? And he goes, through the sword? I don't know. Because I don't think the sword itself would be biological, so maybe it channels itself to his body. Maybe. No, no, just a thought. He said bioelectricity, so. So Saracen says, let's find this Josh guy and suck out all his blood. (laughs) And the Wrecker is like, wait, guys, Jenna's hurting, and all we can offer her is violence? Mm. And Emil's like, does anyone think they can speak to Jen's pain with the tools that we've learned in this group? Mm. And Porcupine says, well, for one thing, I'd say you can't control what others do. Mm. And Allegula says, it hurts when someone rejects us because it reminds us of times we reject ourselves. That was deep. Yeah. And the Wrecker says, maybe this Josh thing hurts so much because you haven't been spending enough time with Jen. And Saracen says, and that's a shame because I bet Jen is pretty damn great. And tasty. Sorry, went off the rails. Somebody bail me out. No, somebody bail me out. <laughs> Manbull bails him out and says, maybe this Josh isn't the only guy who likes Jen Walters. Maybe there's a group of guys right here who would love to spend time with Jen right now. Aww. Aww. And Emil says, do you believe this group 
values the whole of you? And Jen says, yes. And the Wrecker says, so maybe you can stop using She-Hulk as a protective shield and trust us with Jen. Oh, that is rich. Coming from a guy who's literally one of the reasons she needs She-Hulk as a protective shield. Like, you lost me there, buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So, anyway, she stops and thinks about it for a minute. And um, she goes, she uh, turns into normal Jen. She does that whole thing. Okay, at this point, when I was watching this, I thought, are they just working her so that she'll go into gin form and they can, like, jump on her and, like, mm. you know, attack her? That was my thought. But, that okay, but relieved, uh, relieved to say that didn't happen. Yes, thankfully. They all yes. clap for her, and Porcupine is inspired by her to finally take off his mask. <laughs> and he does so... <laughs> And he, there's a reaction from the rest of the group. Yeah. He is not the most attractive. Mm. And he smells bad. Yes, apparently he never takes off that suit. Never. the mask. So, it, so when he did, apparently a lot of stench wafted out of Yikes. him. And Olegula's like, how many hours a day do you wear that mask? And Emil's like, could you just leave the suit on until we can get it dry cleaned? <laughs> and then the record tells Jen, if Josh isn't spending time on Jen, then Jen doesn't need to be spending time on Josh. Yeah. And Manville says, delete Josh's number is what he's saying. Uh-huh. And they all agree. And they're cheering her on. They're like, delete, delete it, delete it, delete it. Delete it. it. <laughs> and she deletes it. Yeah. And they're like, yay. Uh-huh. And then Jen says, I can't believe I'm going to see this. But I'm hurting for a yurtin. Uh. <laughs> so she goes into the steaming room and they're all like waiting outside for her. Yeah. And she comes out and she's all sweaty mm-hmm. and she gives a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. She likes it. Yay! The tow truck finally arrives and she's saying goodbye to everyone. She's like, I'll never forget you guys. And the record's like, we made this for you. And they made her a card uh. that says, bye, Jen. We love Jen and She-Hulk. Emil and the gang. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was cute. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. And then Emil was like, when it says gang, it's not literal gang. Just make <laughs> just make sure you, you make that clear to the parole board. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Jen tells Emil to stay out of trouble. He says, you too. And he's like, next time you think of Josh, remember, everyone we meet, no matter how much they hurt you, is a lesson learned. Huh. I'm like, yeah, and sometimes that lesson is people suck. Yeah, exactly. And Jen is like, yeah, despite those platitudes, I am happy that I stuck around. Yeah. He's like, feel free to come again. She's like, not until you get Wi-Fi. And she gets in the tow truck and heads on home. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! It was, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Three days earlier. Rewind. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Jen is pulling Josh into her apartment mm-hmm. and they play checkers <laughs> yes they do because checkers is exactly what you do after three dates and you're drugging to someone's apartment yes you play checkers later that night while she's asleep Josh is like on the edge of the bed like getting his clothes back on he puts his phone on top of Jen's phone and it's revealed that he's part of this intelligentsia group. Uh-huh. And he's basically like cloning her phone, like copying all the data. Yeah. He then takes a photo of Jen while she's asleep. Ugh. And then he texts somebody named Hulk King. Uh-huh. A needle emoji. A liquid chemical emoji. Yeah. And a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. Meaning... He had to have, have sex successfully gotten the blood sample they needed while she was asleep? Yeah. That, my question is, how do you do that and not wake her up? Yeah. My, how do you draw blood without waking someone up? So remember when I said that the hot doctor wasn't evil or a villain? He was just regular douche guy? Uh-huh. Well, turns out I wasn't that far off because... Josh yeah. is the villain. He is. And it's like, no. No. Take him. I was 
bummed when that happens. Like, uh, come on, they were so great. It together. feels so bad when yeah. you get fooled as the audience. Uh, you know yeah. what? Nobody can be trusted. This yeah. whole this whole entire thing was a setup. That like everybody's in on it. Emil purposely set her up to stay there. So they could gain more information on her and learn her weaknesses and her flaws and her insecurities and then weaponize them against her later. Emil purposely broke his inhibitor so Jen would go there. And Manbull and Allegula purposely wrecked her car so she couldn't leave. And you said how Emil, you know how Emil said there was no Wi-Fi? Uh -huh. Lies. Lies. I, I bet it. he still has his phone and laptop. And he uses his hotspot or he uses that little square of reception mm -hmm. to keep in touch with Intelligentsia. It makes sense for him. Yeah. He can't be an abomination, but he can still wreak havoc in plain sight. Because mm -hmm, he, uh, he is smart, a brilliant strategist. So, yeah, I could see that. And so, how do he and the Wrecker know each other? Everybody's in on it. Yeah. Meal's on it. Wrecker's in on it. Porcupine's in it. Everyone. Trust no one. I'm calling it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're right about the TVA. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, and that's the end of the episode. And that's how it wraps up. And you're like, really? Oh man! But oh, this sucks. Yeah, I feel so betrayed. Freaking Josh! You know, I should have known by the name. Ah, see, people named Josh are not good. <laughs> and here come the comments. <laughs> Sorry if your name's Josh, but <laughs> you suck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm yeah, uh, anyway, next episode. episode should be interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So, uh, stay conscious and stay nerdy. Bye. Outsiders, Bye. assemble!